Hey guys, and welcome to the Peaks and Valleys podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Ridgely. In this podcast, we talk about coffee, culture, and mental health. Thanks for joining, and we hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast, where we talk coffee, culture, and mental health. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Kyle Ridgely. What's up? Today on the podcast, we are talking coffee. We have a very special guest with us, um, Elizabeth Bowling. She is a um, now a Brevard native, um, owns the first specialty coffee shop in Brevard. Um, super exciting stuff um, because prior to her coffee shop, and I'll let her share the name, um, prior to her coffee shop, there was no specialty coffee in Brevard. So naturally you guys know my opinions on coffee when they came into town i was really happy so i'll give it over to elizabeth to share a little bit about her and um, a little bit of her story and we'll just dive into some some questions and some encouragement for you guys awesome what's up guys i'm elizabeth bowling um co-business partner with molly wilcox at cup and saucer in brevard uh i'm glad to be here glad to have you thanks yeah so, just a little bit about how you got into specialty coffee, how you fell in love with the specialty coffee industry. Yeah. Um, I started drinking coffee in college, like most college kids, I had to pull all-nighters to study, um, and coffee was a thing. Uh, I would just drink coffee, Starbucks, Folgers, whatever, you know, and then just like loads of cream and sugar is great. Um, and it wasn't after I moved back home to Georgia after a couple years after graduating that I got involved in specialty coffee in Statesboro with Three Tree Coffee Roasters. Um, they started off roasting their own coffee and eventually opened a shop, which was not part of their plan at first. They never wanted a shop, but they have two now. But that's where I got introduced to specialty coffee was down there. So... They have a threefold mission. That's really cool. That's why they're called Three Tree. Um, trees kind of just like represent life. Um, you know, there's like roots that dig in deep into the ground, and then there's like growth and all this like cool stuff that trees represent. Um, and they have this three tiered mission that I thought was so cool that like something as tiny as like a little coffee bean that's been like brewed in water can like bring people together. And so one of their missions was engaging. Um, the community so they have a lot of like community involvement a lot of community things that happen coffee with a cop was one of them they would have game nights and like invite a bunch of different people over um they teamed up with uh, georgia southern university where they would work with the college students they just did all these like really neat things that they just like wanted to engage the community in. and so that was really cool um, and one thing that was important to them was the awareness of ending human trafficking. Um, that's one of their second missions is to end human trafficking. And um, the coffee industry, there's a lot of trafficking um, just with people that like help harvest the beans and all this. They don't get paid a fair wage at all or there's just like not a lot of money in that industry. And so the way that they would import their coffees through direct trade and then fair trade as well or 
their coffee harvesters would get paid a better wage instead of just like nothing basically I don't recall the amount of money it is but I don't know like 20 cents a pound maybe or something ridiculous mm. and then along with um, ending human trafficking there's other forms of like sex trafficking and trafficking out of the foster care system so they work with um, True Justice International uh, International Justice Missions Out of Darkness Atlanta and all these different shops or different organizations that they would like team up with to help end human trafficking um, and even out of the foster care system uh, Foster Bullock is important to them as well um, and then engaging empowering the farmer so Philip Clayman who's one of the owners he's has had a chance to go and visit other countries I believe Mexico and Guatemala he's been to and actually um, work with the farmers and see like the actual farm where he's getting his coffee from which I think is so cool and a lot of specialty coffee roasters they have the opportunity a lot of specialty <laughs> coffee which we love about that is they do that direct trading where they go to the source and they get to visit the coffee farms and like meet the actual people um, and I, I just think that's so unique that you know like where it's actually coming from and so when we opened it up that was important for us to use roasters that like did the same thing because it's specialty coffee and it's special so. hmm <laughs> nice. So so we we did a episode. I think it was the second episode. We did it with Travis. Yeah. Travis Hayes. Travis yeah. Hayes. And we mm-hmm. we we talked specialty coffee like um not a lot of specifics, but specifically like mm-hmm. what is specialty coffee? Yeah, Why do we love sure. it? You know, stuff like that. And that's something we hit on like mm. one thing that I mentioned in that one was why I like to support small batch roasters, mm-hmm. specialty coffee shops and stuff is because the um I guess you would say intentionality behind it. Oh, yeah. The direct trade element, mm-hmm. um, making sure the the farmers, harvesters get paid a fair wage. Mm-hmm. There's just so much good intentionality and community in the specialty coffee mm-hmm. industry com- opposed compared to going to a big box store and just buying like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee or Folgers or just, you know, Starbucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's just such a good intentionality and community community element in and behind the specialty coffee industry. Hmm. Um, So yeah, thanks for sharing all that. That's like, I mean, if, if there are listeners out there that still like to go and buy Starbucks and Folgers and stuff. I hope these heartwarming stories encourage you <laughs> to drop that junk and start buying specialty coffee and small batch roaster. Um, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure, yeah. Um, so, we have had a pandemic in 2020. Yes. COVID-19. You went what what year did Cup and Saucer open? Cup and Saucer opened April twelfth, um, two thousand nineteen. Hmm. Okay. So we've been open a year and a half now. Okay, so y'all's year anniversary wasn't long after COVID hit. No, hmm. we were planning a party. We wanted to do like a barista competition and bring people from other coffee shops, maybe from the area, like you said, there's not another specialty, but there are coffee shops in Brevard that we could have like had people. Mm. So we were like, what if we, you know, had a competition among people that knew about coffee, that could be really cool. Mm. And then, 
you know, silence about her. I think we forgot to post about our anniversary, actually, because mm. it just, like, COVID hit, and we were like, how do we do this? So, mm. yeah, no celebration Yeah, next year, I guess. What, mm. what has... What does 2020 look like for Cup and Saucer running a small business in, you know, especially being in the food and beverage industry? Yeah. One of the industries hit hit hardest, Mm -hmm. you know, by this pandemic. What does that look like for you guys? Like shifting things around, um, doing things different, thinking thinking of, you know, how you do business differently. Like what does that look like for Cup and Saucer? Um, for us, it was just honestly winging it. Um, we went back and forth about, do we shut down? Do we not shut down? Um, ultimately we decided not to shut down. Um, there was a fear that if we completely shut down only being a year old, that we would never open up again. Um, one of the hardest things about that uh, was to have to tell staff like, Hey, we can't pay you. So there were some layoffs. Um, we shortened our hours a lot. We, between Molly and I, we just were there every single day, pretty much. Um, (laughs) there was no rest, you know, to keep the community safe. We still wanted to, we still wanted people to come in because we wanted to create some sense of normalcy. And I think a lot of people like when they think about coffee, they think of like comfort and coziness and it's, it's just comfortable. And so like with everything that was changing, you know, we luckily have been able to have like a lot of regulars that supported us. So that was really cool. Just like the regulars that would keep us going. And we pulled our kiosk up to the door to keep people out of the space because people weren't allowed to come in. Um, and then we just felt like that was a way of kind of creating a barrier to keep our staff safe, keep the community safe. Um, and honestly, that was really hard for us. Um, Molly and I are such like people oriented people. Mm. And so that was really hard to basically have to say, Hey, like you're not welcome inside. Like, Mm. I think that was like one of the hardest things Mm. on top of like having to tell staff, like we can't pay you. Like there's no way. Um, we did have some staff that we were able to keep on. So Shout out to those guys that are out there. Um, so that was really cool that we could keep someone. But, um, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to say, like, don't come in. But the feedback that we heard after being so concerned of, like, should we have shut down was, like, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you know, like, I look forward to I look forward to my cup of coffee, like, every week. Because um, we do have people that come in once a week, and they just, like, they get the same thing and like that's their comfort and I think during the pandemic that's what we heard a lot from like a lot of our regulars was like we're so glad you're here because like it makes it seem like not as scary <laughs> and like that's mm-hmm. what we want to do we want to create a space where like people are comfortable people come mm-hmm. in they can like have a conversation with literally anybody so it was mm-hmm. that was encouraging for us I think was like in the midst of all the unknown we do know that like there was a service that people still wanted and a comfort level that we still could provide. Um, so that was cool. And then, you know, a little later on, we were able to bring staff back because we just kept having people. So, like, I know that wasn't the case with, like, every business, um, which is sad. But for us, like, hey, just adapt, be flexible, and, like, don't have too high of expectations, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then, you know, don't try to have this perfect plan because... Mm-hmm those will just get thwarted. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we just adapted, I guess. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I bet I bet that was, you know, really encouraging to have those customers say like, "I'm glad you're here." Like, yes. like when you were questioning, when you Molly were questioning, do we shut down or not? But you you had that affirmation from your customers, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. that just shows like you guys are doing something right in Brevard, like so. you know. In the middle of a pandemic, people are scared and they're like, we're still glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. What do you think that you have learned as as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, even maybe your staff and, and, yeah. and people that are around you? What do you think you could take away? One thing you could take away from this season um, with all the pressures, all the things, what did you learn? What was, what was something that was... I, I probably learned that I'm more resilient than I thought. <laughs> um, and then with staff, you know, I'd heard through the grapevine that a lot of people would just like stay unemployed because they made more money with unemployment. Mm-hmm. And then what we found with staff is like they were willing to work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they were willing to work. We had some staff that were literally like, we will work even if you don't pay us. Wow. Who does that? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. who freaking does that like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't do that but we Mm -hmm. did have some staff that was like if you need help like i will work with no money and then we were Mm -hmm. like i don't think we can legally do that Mm -hmm. but good to know so Mm -hmm. it it just was encouraging and then like when the opportunity came and presented itself like hey we need you back do you want to work they were like yeah let's go like they want to learn and they're willing to learn and then like i think that just says a lot about the character of the staff that we hire Mm -hmm. so yeah resilience and just Mm -hmm. like we have an awesome staff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's always been the case Mm -hmm. and it still is. So yeah. Good people. Important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the stuff that like the regulars say about our staff, like we have a handful of people that are just like, your staff is always so incredible. (laughs) Um, Philip Clayman, my old boss, I remember when he hired me and this is something that I still stick to too. He's like, you can teach anybody coffee and, Mm but like you can't teach character. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately like, you know, it's nice when somebody has coffee experience, but like when we hire people, we try to base it off of character because like mm-hmm. that's really going to set you apart mm-hmm. and not whether or not you are a great barista. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. our thing and that's proven mm-hmm. to be a great way of hiring because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. I'm just going, man. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn a little, Personal to Elizabeth. All right. So, what is Elizabeth's favorite brew method first? Oh, my favorite brew method. I love a French press. Um, I love how, like, oily it is. I love how textured it is, how sludgy it is at the bottom. (laughs) I love a little dirt in my coffee. Um, I, I had a friend in college that loved French press, too. Yeah. specifically for the smudge at the bottom. Yeah. Like he would, when the cup was done, he'd drink it all. Like he'd drink the smudge. Like Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I love it. Also like I'm kind of lazy sometimes and I, you know, I love a pour over. I love the ritual of a pour over. It's nice, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to sit here and do a pour over. I'm going to do a French press, but yeah, French mm. press is what I love the most, mm. I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. French press is fun, but 
Yeah, French press. I haven't had a French press in a while. Mm-hmm. It's fun, man. Yeah, we have one. I need, I need, yeah. I need, I need to get on it. Yeah, get on it. It's yeah. interesting that you say that because most people that we have on or people we've talked to say that they like the pour over, yeah. and, and I can relate to the pour over because yeah. I still have not yet got the technique down. Mm. Um, and when he makes it, he's here. I'm just like, oh, he'll just make it. So <laughs> I mean, so I mean, being oh, roommates yeah. and all, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a good place to teach. Right. Y'all got a great setup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, even, I guess pourovers are great too for those single origins, mm. but mm. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I like it all, really. What yeah. is what is your favorite coffee right now? My favorite coffee right now. So, yeah, like I know, like, it's, huh. it's hard to land on a specific favorite because there's just yes. so many out there good. So many. And I, I know it's like sometimes it changes like season to season. You yeah, know, like, for sure. do you have a mm-hmm. a favorite right now specifically? I'd say consistently. There's not a specific like roaster that's my favorite, but I will always, always, always go towards an Ethiopian coffee. Mm. Um, mm. I love, especially if it's like the natural process. I love the fruit forwardness of it. Like, mm. I think it's so mm. good. It's just like so sweet and fruity. Uh, so Ethiopian coffees I tend to love mm. the most. Mm. I think. Even in a French press. I just, mm. I think they're so good. Um, and I think too, it depends on like the time of day. Like sometimes I'm just like, I want a rich roast and throw some creamer in it. For you purists out there, I'm really sorry. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I like a little cream in my coffee if the time's right. But uh, Ethiopians, I would say for sure. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Could you, if, if you had to pick had to a pick, roaster. Mm. Who would it be? Well, of course, I'm going to say Cooperative. That's our anchor roaster. I love Cooperative. <laughs> oh like, gosh, Matt yeah. is such, such a cool dude. I love oh, yeah. Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt is incredible. Uh, they are our anchor roaster right now. We started off with Methodical. Um, we still love those guys. We have some of their beans at the shop right now. Um, but Matt, he is out of Asheville. He's only been roasting on his own for a while. Maybe not even a year, I don't think. Um, his, uh, Genji Chala right now, I think is his Ethiopian. I may be butchering that. I don't really know, (laughs) but, um, that's just the one that I've been liking right now. Couldn't tell you the notes off the top of my head. I want to say like lemongrass, maybe something like really sweet and light, but, um, yeah, that's just what we've had lately. Mm. That's the one that I have at my house right now. So Mm. Cooperative does some good stuff. Yeah. And his bags are compostable. So there you go. Very true. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. Actually, I just, I just did a giveaway with one of their, their bags. I came by the shop and picked it up. You did. I didn't, I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just did a giveaway with, uh, with one of Cooperative's bags of coffee. So, um, one last thing before we really um, close it up. Obviously, Kyle, if you have any other thoughts, you can um, chime in. Um, speaking to anybody out there that may be a creative, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, hopes and dreams of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and to 2020 COVID kind of shaking some things up as far as being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, yeah. what kind of hope? Um, could you give to somebody kind of in that arena? Um, I think one thing that I would say is like, 
know know the support that you have i think mm. um personally and in whatever business it is and like go to those people um because it's scary to ask for help sometimes so i think personally like know your support and like go to them and then the business perspective i'd say like be creative with it and like adapt and don't be scared of risk mm. i think it like I think it was scary to continue to stay open when everything, like, we would look at the Instagrams of all these other, like, coffee shops in Asheville and Greenville, and they all just were shutting down. We're not going to stay open. It's, like, scary, which I think, like, if that's the best decision for them, that's great. Um, you know, I, I think that they know what is the best decision. But for us, it was, you know, like, we kind of had the opposite. Like, we were scared. But we didn't want to continue to create that fear. We wanted to push and move forward. So I think maybe I'd say is like, don't be scared of the risk. And like, Mm -hmm. don't be scared of maybe even the backlash of that decision to stay open. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that's what I would say. And, you know, even like with Molly and I's business partnership, like, we both were on the same page about it, I think, too. So it was important for her and I to be transparent about, like, this is how we feel about this. Let's come together. And we both were on the same page about staying open. So, hmm. And just, like, figuring it out, you know? Hmm. It's kind of like a pedestrian drive through essentially. So, <laughs> you know, and it, it worked. Yeah. And now people are in the shop again. So that's awesome. That's Heck, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. We, yeah. we've missed people in the mm-hmm. shop, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah for it's finally sure. here. Finally it's, seeing faces and oh my gosh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. The first week, I just was like, "Wait, how do I, how do I serve again? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? How do I treat people inside, not like aliens?" You know. <laughs> so that it. Yeah, I guess it was a real treat, real reward for all the hard work and. The, the risk taking, the risk taking, yeah. to yeah. see people, your customers walk in the door again and yeah. greet you oh like they gosh. always have, yeah. and they were excited too. Mm-hmm. Like I think the biggest question we had is like, "Hey, when are you going to open again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are you going to open again?" So we finally, we're like, "Okay, we're in phase two point five. I think it's safe now." <laughs> so. mm. yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Nice. Right. So, so that being said, like you know making it pretty much through most of this year mm-hmm. a lot of things being open now north carolina's in what phase three now mm-hmm. of the pandemic mm-hmm. um so the future looks bright at this point for cup and saucer like it looks really good i think so um for sure we have some exciting stuff going on um that are in the works right now um that we can tell you about later yeah but right now yeah it's it's uh it's looking good. I wouldn't say it's like perfect. And like I said, like plans change. Somebody told me the other yeah. day of like their motto of 2020 is like, just move forward. So I think we're, you know, we're mm. trying to take it just like step by step, just move forward. And I think right now we can look like during COVID, we were like looking like week at a time, week at a time. And now we're like, okay, well let's plan a month at a time. Mm. So mm. we're just moving forward mm. and mm. figuring that out. Mm-hmm. All right. I will look. For this no rule book, you know, so yeah. Mm. If you were to ask, would we have done this knowing COVID was going to happen? I I don't know what I would tell mm. you guys, actually. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad we're here. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, like, it's super encouraging. Like, everything shuts down at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, like, you take a risk and stay open, and now you have customers again. Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. new ones. Yeah, 
that we haven't seen before that have just moved to the area because the I guess the housing market's great. So that's been cool meeting new people. Mm. So mm. and then impressing people. Like we've had a few like Italian families come in and they're so impressed by our coffee and we're like, oh, mm. we've because you know like Italy is like the creme de la creme, you know, yeah. espresso. So to impress, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that culture is like, mm-hmm. all right. Of course, yeah. with Matt's coffee, it's mm. yeah, yeah mm. for sure cooperative. I mean, mm. yeah, dang good coffee. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, Elizabeth, thank you very much for joining us and for just yeah. sharing your heart on coffee and all Thanks things cup and me. saucer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We at Peaks and Valleys love coffee. Yeah. So any any chance to have a conversation on the podcast about coffee and especially sure. somebody that's in the industry, mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening and you live in Brevard or Western North Carolina, have not been to Cup and Saucer Shame on you. Just kidding. I love you. But seriously, <laughs> go to Cup and Saucer. Um, say hey to Elizabeth and Molly. Uh, yeah. Pick up a bag of cooperative coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a... God, that space is beautiful. Um, yeah, absolutely. They... I mean, just just, just check out Cup and Saucer. Mm-hmm. It is it is worth your time. Yep. Um, thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast hope you enjoyed this episode all things coffee and we'll catch you guys on the next episode Bye.